Good morning on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we had finished talking about Samuel, Jeremiah, and uh, Isaiah, how God had called them to be prophets and how he had said he had put his word in their mouth to speak. And the result of that was going to be everything from tearing down uh, kingdoms to building them up to planting, uprooting, uh, to being sanctified uh, as the uh, seraphim touched the mouth of the the prophet Isaiah in chapter 6. And then, of course, Samuel, every word that he spoke uh, in his lifetime, it came to pass. The Lord was with him, and not a single word that he ever said uh, ever failed. And we learned from here the importance of the Lord uh, uh, showing himself or revealing himself through his word in the lives of these individuals. Now Moses is another of, another one of those individuals that uh, when God called him, God told him, you're, you're going to be my spokesman. You're going to uh, deliver my people from Egypt my son Israel, and uh, they, they, or well, basically he, he said, well, I can't do that, you know, I'm not a man of speech. So uh, Aaron was chosen to be a spokesman, but uh, Moses was told that exactly as I am, you're going to be my mouth. In other words, what comes out of your, your mouth, my word, uh, is going to come to pass, and you're going to tell uh, your brother Aaron, what to say, and, you know, I will be with his mouth also. So realizing this, we come to the New Testament, and in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. That is the preaching of the gospel. That is the message going out, anointed by the Holy Spirit himself. And we can see this manifested in the book of Acts, when in chapter number 7, verse 54, it says, And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. See, it wasn't just their thinking, it wasn't just their mind. But it was down to their innermost being. And they gnashed on Stephen with their teeth. They gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And that's what we had made mention that the early church, as Jesus himself, had the capability of hearing of the Father and seeing what he was doing, there was the ability to know and understand how God was working, how his ways are and were. And many times in dreams and in visions, open visions, closed visions, all of these different ways they saw manifestations of angels, manifestations of Jesus, and in this case, uh, Stephen, he saw uh, up into heaven. That means he got to see into the heavens. 
And he saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Now that means a lot, you know, to be at the right hand of somebody means you're at the right hand of authority. Uh, Jesus had declared himself to be God. They refused to accept that. And Stephen is saying all of this uh, while they're getting ready to stone him. And even Paul, which was Saul at that time, was present. And then, of course, we had also learned from the prophet uh, Elijah, or uh, E-L-I-S-H-A, as however that's pronounced, uh, how they were encompassed about the the horses and the chariots. And the servant, when he woke up, he saw that they were surrounded. But then he prays and he says, Fear not, they that are with us are more than they that are against us. In other words, uh, he had seen uh, something that the other one was not seeing yet. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. But we know he was able to see because he had seen that great army that was surrounding them. So it is his spiritual eyes that were opened, the eyes of his understanding, the eyes of the heart. And he was able to see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain full of horses and chariots and fire round about them. And when they came down uh, to Elijah, he prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, and I pray thee with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elijah. So we see once again another prophet. The word of God on his mouth or in his lips. And it becomes very important for us that truly when the scripture says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That means the importance of being able to hear with our heart what God is saying and then being able to take what God has spoken to us in our spiritual ears and hearing and speak it out. According to the book of Hebrews, Jesus is our high priest. And as our high priest, we are given an invitation before God to the throne of grace. But the interesting thing is the way that uh, in the book of Hebrews, the identification of the high priest is made and how we are told to follow a certain pattern. Hebrews 4.14 Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. That is what Stephen saw. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Or the word can be confession. And the word confession or profession means to say, to say the same thing as the other person has said. So if God has spoken to our hearts and lives through his rhema, and we have heard it individually, 
as we hear that word, we are to speak that word, even as the prophets spoke. We are to maintain and hold fast what God has said. See, the enemy says, I'm going to defeat you. Uh, I'm going to conquer you. Uh, I'm going to be victorious over you. But God says in Christ Jesus, he has made us more more than triumphant. We triumph in everything. Or like in Romans in chapter 8, uh, he has made us more than conquerors. Or as it says in 1 John chapter 4 or chapter 5, uh, in this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. He that is born of God overcomes the world. Well, when that word becomes alive and is spoken and is brought to remembrance to our hearts and to our minds, it is necessary that we bring that word out of our lips and make it known. Agree with our Creator in what He not only has said, but what He is saying about us, our circumstance, our life, our situation, our problem, our difficulty, whatever pressure that we're going through, He has a word for everything because that word will fulfill itself and bring to pass that which is necessary. But we have to be able to focus on what He has said. And in the book of Second uh, Corinthians, we kind of have a little help here in understand in understanding this. In Second Corinthians, in chapter number four, starting in verse four, uh, sixteen, it says, "For this cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day." How is that renewing taking place? Well, the scripture does say in 2 Corinthians in chapter 3, that was the chapter right before what we just read right now in chapter 4. It says that the Spirit of God, now, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So if he is in our lives, there is to be a freedom, a liberty. Jesus said, uh, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you continue in that truth, you shall be my disciples. And there is a freedom that's going to come through that. So there is a, uh, an ability to hear, to obey, to listen, to do what he has said and continue in that. But it says, uh, for now where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open faces, as in a glass, beholding the glory of the Lord. That glass, that mirror that is mentioned here, is the mirror that is mentioned in the book of James in chapter 1, uh, verse uh, 23, 24, 25 onward, where it talks about, be, do, be ye not only hearers of the word, but doers of of the word. Well, it says, as we behold in looking at the glass, the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. That is where the renewing comes in that we mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, for even though 
And for this cause we faint not. For though our outward man is perish, man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, works in us a far more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. See, there's that glory uh, that is mentioned in chapter 3 and verse uh, 18 of Second Corinthians. And we are changed by that glory. We're changed by that power in God's word and by the power of the Holy Spirit himself. And it says, now here's the, the clincher. While we look at, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So we don't look at the things that are natural. We look beyond the natural and look at the things that are eternal. Everything in this world is temporal. But the Apostle Paul said here concerning all the difficult afflictions and pressures and situations of life that he did not look at those things, but that he looked at those which were eternal. While God is eternal, his word is eternal, the Holy Spirit is eternal, Jesus is eternal, while well, then looking at those things which are eternal is where we look at. If I'm going to be looking at the word of God, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away then we have to look beyond the natural circumstance, beyond the natural uh, problem or difficulty, even beyond the natural answer, and look at that which is eternal. Keep looking at the Word. Keep hearing the Word. Keep uh, submitting, yielding, and obeying the Holy Spirit in your life. And those things that God wants to speak... He will speak into our hearts, and when He has spoken them, then speak them out also. Cause the rhema that you have heard in your spiritual ears, cause it to become fresh on your lips with your own proper breath, and let it become alive to your ears as you hear that word spoken. And it will have an eternal effect on you. It will begin to transform and change your thinking, change your believing, change even how you see things, know things, and do things. Well, we've said quite a bit today, but consider this food for thought and for the imagination of God's way of doing things, how they're so different than the way that we do things. The Lord richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.